Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson. And I'm Brian Tanner. And this is King Talk. We welcome you to our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know. You can find us on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's one word, King Talk Podcast on IG. And we're now on various platforms, so you can find us on Spreaker, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or you could just pull up and holler at your boy. All right, this week, we have with us our special guest, Bruce Neal. Let's clap it up for Bruce. I can't even talk. Let's clap it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Bruce, so that I get it right, I know that you are on the coaching staff at El Camino, but so we can share with our guests why you are a relevant voice to listen to and why we asked you to come. Can you tell us what your role is on the coaching staff at El Camino Real High School located in Woodland Hills? Is it Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills it is. Okay. Um, well, my, my position currently at El Camino is a JV head basketball coach, uh, main assistant for the varsity team. I've kind of kept that position probably about since 2008 now. Wow. So and, over uh, a decade? Damn near. That means something. So, that means uh, something. You must be doing something right. Yeah, I'm trying to stay local. I also went to El Camino, so that's been helpful in being in the area. Um, so that's your alma mater then? Alma mater, trying to get back, trying to get them relevant to a position that was never, you know, possible that when I played. So Gotcha. For them to compete against teams that they're playing against now, those are opportunities I never had a chance on doing, so it's it's been nice to be back as a coach and do it. Gotcha. Especially because they said that is one of the more soft. That's one of the more desirable schools to be at. That's a school people want to play at. So when people consider options, at least in the San Fernando Valley of public schools, you know, I'm from my perspective. And correct me if I'm wrong, B. You could tell me if I'm wrong too, because you know, um, I would say Birmingham. Taft and Elko are generally the schools in the discussion. And then periodically you'll hear a couple other schools that may have a good year. Mm -hmm. But just in general, when people look at schools, also for academic reasons, public schools, those schools are in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Is that that accurate statement? I believe it's true. Um, One thing I do like about El Camino is the fact that it's actually, uh, there's nothing around it. So there's just a school and homes. So a lot of schools, they got access to shopping centers and all that other stuff okay. where, which to me back in the days was we were going to the shopping centers you know okay. what I mean so that's a distraction we, we didn't have that at El Camino we was like man ain't nothing around here. we gonna walk a long way just to get you know to where we want to do so I think something like that also benefits El Camino you know what I mean okay. I, I just feel it necessary to say in terms of relationship in the community Bruce's nephew that's family right there I'm proud of him I appreciate uh, just his efforts in terms of of his role in the community, mentoring young people and having a positive spirit and energy that he always brings to the table. Is it okay to ask you about your educational background too? Because I recently, you, within the last several years, you graduated with your degree. Is that accurate? Oh, man, I'm, I'm very confident to talk about my educational background now. Okay, talk to me, talk to me. Uh, well, first of all, um, you know, I graduated high school from El Camino 2002, went on to Moore Park College, played a year there uh, 2003. Stop family issues, um, fell into refereeing, started working in the park, met a bunch of people. From there, everything just kind of avalanched, and I got to a point where I was secure about myself. And I was like, you know what, um, now that I kind of know what I might, might want to do, let me take the risk of trying to go back to school since I'm situated now. 
And I went back to a school called L.A. Pierce College. Okay, I know that school. I know yeah, that school. Yeah, and, and I met a guy named Joseph Roberson. I know him. I know him. And, and, and when I met Joseph, it was it was uh, it was an honor. And he's literally walked that, me and man. showed me that path, and literally reminded me every time, like, Nah, you got it. Don't give up. You got it. You got this. You're too good for it. And and literally, I'm gonna be real. You helped me so much that if you ask me to do something, I'm gonna be there to do it. So. And I appreciate you being here to share your insights because you are knowledgeable about the topic. And when I when when me and B talked about doing this, and the irony, shout out Grace Gilkey, shout out Grace because. The reality is, is B called me and said, did Grace talk to you and started to share with me his thought process about doing the podcast because it was really an idea that Grace had, which is going to lead to why you're why you are here today, because Grace began to share with me like, hey, there's this gap in terms of the information that was available to me about basketball. So Mm -hmm. when my son wanted to compete at basketball and play high school basketball, I was unaware uh, about a lot of things in the culture of youth sports. And so therefore, when I talk with you and Brian, Brian Tanner, all in training, you can check him out on IG. She's like, I've received a lot of information and I think that you two should do a podcast and begin to share this information. Now, that being said, I was honored and I thought that was um, that was special that someone would approach me and feel that, hey, you have something of benefit to share. But what I thought was really powerful that I could share is my relationships with individuals like yourself who are knowledgeable and could share firsthand relevant information on the topic. Mm-hmm. And therefore, to bring it full circle to the statement you just made, I appreciate you being willing to reciprocate and come share this meaningful information that you have with other people. So therefore, if we could begin to touch on a couple of things Actually, one of the first questions I was going to ask you is why coaching, but I think you kind of told us how it began to lead you in that direction. What is it you enjoy about coaching? Uh, man, I, I can I can give you a couple of different answers. I, I can give you the real answer. Yo, we we I, want that one. I, I we want that one. I've I've had an opportunity now to work in, in different environments and uh, to work inside of an office to me was just never who I was going to be. Okay. So to have the pleasure of being able to work on the court where I first started at five years old and, and literally didn't stop, to have the the opportunity to be there, to coach in that environment, to help others get to points where, like I just told you, I didn't get to play against the Westchesters and the Fairfaxes and all these top teams. I didn't get to be the Taft when I went to school because Taft was the number one team there. So for me to come back and be able to do these opportunities – take them repetitively and, and, and beat these teams and get the opportunity to even go take the bus and go play them, is, it's, it's, right. it's, it's lovely. And it's That's special. Just to watch other people that don't know how to get there, but you show them how to get there. And, you know, that's rewarding. Just growth in itself, though, is what right, I like. Right. Hey, and even if y'all didn't necessarily beat them, but just the opportunity to compete against the best means something. Just to show up and right. watch them warm up, do some layups, just to sit there in the gym and on the right. opposite side and say, we played them. Right. You know, so that means something. That meant a lot. So Okay. All right. Now, if there's young people who want to get into coaching and post their student-athlete career, what are some of the things that you think they should know right now about coaching or things they could be doing right now to prepare themselves 
things they can be doing right now to prepare themselves is things like I kind of wish I did a little more, which was uh, right after I graduated high school or finished stop playing at Moore Park, maybe try to get in and join the staff. Try to get in somewhere, join a park, go, go to a league. Just get in and get some type of experience. And then once you get that experience, you open up so much more, uh, so many other doors that meeting different people that now you never knew, dang, I, I'm going to take this route now and go here. So just meeting as many people and getting out there. Okay. So that's been, that, that's what I would say. Meet people, talking, get in where you can. Constantly, what I, what I actually didn't do in the beginning, which I actually now do a lot more, I was a person that was like, I'm not going to go look on YouTube and go look on all these other accessible tools that you can use. Like, I was like, I'm not going to do it. But I've actually put the pride down. I was like, nah, I can learn from them dudes. Uh, coaching clinics, camps, do join stuff like that. Um, just even getting involved, just working with kids. Because uh, I, I would say if you're a big brother, maybe spend a little more time with your little brother okay. or your little sister. And that'll in itself will help you being able just to communicate a message to somebody. So, okay, oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Be what you thinking? We good? We good? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm just listening. It's very informative. I don't want to interrupt the flow. Go okay, ahead. listen and learning from Mr. Bruce Neal. Okay, now now I want to ask you some questions. This really relates to um, what one of our producers, Grace Gilkey, was was mentioning and and one of the reasons she actually wanted to create these Kills opportunities. Me. Oh Gil oh how, say it right say it right for my bad B. Kills hey me. hey That's I can hear I can hear over there. It's Kelsey. Okay, my bad. Right. I, hey look look. Should I should I jump back and smack myself like like Goldie in the Mac? I should jump back and stick myself. My bad, Grace. Now we gonna give so you, you can look up Kills, Grace Kilsey. I keep calling Kilsey. Where, where did I hear that other name? I don't even know half the things that's going through my mind. It just is. It just is. Okay, so and, and it also relates to a post. I need to look for that post while we talk. But there was a post I saw someone had, and it kind of related to uh, AAU ball. But, um, oh, here it is. It says, it's sad when I hear people say AAU is for exposure only, not development. It's the coach's job to coach and develop their players, right? So development is way deeper than ball handling, shooting, or X's and O's. So now I want to relate that also to high school. Like, when, when young people have their hopes set on, like, hey, I want to compete at a high school level, what are some of the expectations in terms of their developmental level coming in? And you can tell us whether that's substantially different for freshman ball, JV ball, varsity ball? Like, what are some of the expectations and how do you feel about that? Is that the role of a high school coach to develop kids or, or is the expectation when they show up, they better understand this game and be able to compete at a high level? Well, I mean, of course, for any coach development, I mean, I, I don't know when you take a break from that. Uh, I don't think you ever do take a break from developing anybody if you're coaching, I don't care if it's basketball, life or whatever it is, but uh, obviously, Development is key. Now you were asking me, you're saying pretty much what type of skills they should be having coming into the high school? Yeah. Be For me, I, I think like if you've played this sport long enough, you mm -hmm. should come in with fundamental skills. Okay. Like you should be able to, uh, for instance, when we do a high school tryouts for our ninth graders, incoming ninth graders, I will literally, do, what I'll do, I'll put everybody on the line. We'll run 17s to start. Okay. We will run. Because if you're here just to think that you played with a basketball before and you're going to go and try for a team. I'm going to show you that this is what we really do. Because, honestly, running is a big part of what we do in practice. Okay. So I literally will weed out 
80 kids trying out, I'm going to weed out 20 of them who are going to be sitting on the side. Now I see where they are mentally already. Okay. So they are already. So is it they didn't show up conditioned? Didn't show up conditioned. You want to prepare it already. So okay. conditioning is a big part of the game, I, especially when you get to the higher levels. At the lower levels, there's about two good kids on, on, on a team at the most gotcha. and the other kids are standing around. So at the high school level, it's a little more competitive where now everybody has an understanding. And, and you got to remember, we go through middle school and people start dropping out. They find other interests. The other kids who want to be ballers do, kept doing it. Do you not fear missing out on maybe talent from somebody who, who, who may not be in shape? Absolutely. Because, I mean, I was that kid. I'm not, I, I like to eat. I'm Absolutely. not coming back I, I'm, I'm not going to say that we're going to just do it off of just doing the lines, but I'll just give it an a instance. I'll just do that just to see where I'm at with certain dudes. I'll put you on your weak hand side. I just want to see a bunch of kids do right hand layup, do left hand layup. To me, if you coming into high school, you can't, you don't have the footwork for a left hand layup and go up for a right hand layup. It's going to be tough, but I've actually seen it because we have a lot of talented kids where they just didn't have no coaching. Right. So they'll, it just requires a coach. Some kids take longer than others. Some kids take four or five years, six years, seven years that ever notice he got good. Some kids are, I've actually seen it like, wow, this kid got good in two months. So sometimes you do hang on to that. And that was another thing that I was kind of explaining earlier with uh, Grace a little bit where if a kid, if I see a parent and a parent has size, I'll we'll try to almost be like, well, he's got a lot of room for growth. We're going to try to work with him over this, you know, maybe a little kid that we maybe already have a lot of kids that can do what he can do. Okay, okay. So for the most part, coming into high school, we look for you guys. To, I personally would like for you to have your fundamentals together. If they aren't together, you got to bring something athletically to the table. You, there's just something that, that when we look at you, you, you got to have it. Now, you just said something about size. So is it realistic and is it is it – open, honest, and okay for me to say that I believe, and, and this is going back to uh, my man, Eddie Miller. What's up, E-Mills? Sometimes well, I, hear, I hear him talking to young people, and he'll say certain things, and, and I mess with him, because I'll be like, my brother, you 6'8", stop it. You saying how simple it is at 6'8", versus a student athlete who's 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", like guards, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's just a reality I perceive are a dime a dozen. So if you're trying to play a guard position, you better be special. You better stand out because if someone's 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", they might get away with being less talented because of that size advantage and they can run, stand in the middle, get their hands up. Whereas, hey, if you 5'9", you, you're not as much a commodity as the big man. So there may be some difference that that in the world we live in people perceive well that's not fair mm -hmm. okay well the reality life isn't fair either but so that tall person because they're a commodity in the sport and that's not just in basketball that's in many sports yep. may get away with being less talented what's your thoughts on that i'm i'm a, I'm a firm believer in it uh i'm a believer that because i wasn't six five I, I didn't get to go play where i wanted to play okay. so um i'm not going to say that that's it because then that's the outlet on myself for my own failure, and I, okay. I, that's not cool. That, okay. I learned that over life. But um, I definitely think the bigger players have an advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, you would say sometimes maybe they don't move their body as good as a, a, a smaller person. Isn't that a disadvantage? But at the same time, this sport requires big. This, uh, you need size. You don't need it because obviously there's so many other guys. But what you have to look at is how many people in society when we walk outside are between the size of 5'5 five, five and 5'10". Five, 
Okay. And it, it, how many do we, when we walk outside, see a six, seven guy? How often do we see that when we walk everywhere? So you, you, those guys automatically, to me, have like an upper hand, especially now if you can polish them up and get some skill. You're definitely, if, if I can make that big dude do what these little kids are doing, oh, come on, you get Anthony Davis, you get those type of dudes. So. We good, we good, huh? Well, we let good. me ask you this. Um, I, I, well, I'm not going to ask you anything. I'm going to make a statement. Um, I think when people go to complaining about stuff being unfair, you should enhance, improve your situation. Um, they go back to what we discussed a couple podcasts ago. You know, every situation not for everybody. And I laugh at people sometimes when I hear the explanation of why. I mean, it. I, 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 I'm just a firm believer. If your child is not touching the floor, put him somewhere where he can. If your child not because he's not developing. It, it, and it's all of and, and what we're talking about is development. So if you're in a situation where you're not gonna be developed because you got a house over here, you got A B C D E player, and you way down the line, you X Y G, you need to be put in a position to where you go have somebody mm-hmm. take a vested interest in you and to make you better. So I mean, I'm a little less empathetic toward that situation. I'm a parent. I'm a coach. I've been a player. I played on probably every level you can in college from D2 to NEIA to JC to Christian College to, you know, all that. So my thing would be that's bull. I ain't going to sit here and and what it sounds like now, and I get we giving information, but it sounds like to me now we we also, in a sense, you're making excuses for people. And – I don't make excuses. When you say that, what do you mean? In, make in regards to the height? And in regards to height. Your child, I played posted 6'1 against 6'8, 6'9. So, yeah, I get it. In high school, that's where I played. When I went to college, I was converted to a point and a two. So, yeah, I get it. But they wanted me because of what I was. I was tenacious. I was aggressive. I rebounded well. That's why they wanted me. Right. I was undersized. Granted. My his players bigger than me, and, and that's why you got that over those other guys that was your size because you was tenacious. I was and you tenacious. Had the other part of it, and you I also had a I had a coach that vested in me. He took hey, interest and that, in me. and that value tenacity. So, but what my point is, if you're not getting that, why are you gonna leave your child where he at? That's why I fought a lot of these parents at. So Because you do? complain. Get your ass out the situation and do something different. <laughs> okay. Because they sit there and complain over okay. and over and over and over again. You don't know how many times. My wife will tell you how many times I've sat on the porch talking to my travel kid parents about a high school situation. And I'm like, y'all are killing me. If it's not working, why the fuck is he there? Mm-hmm. Like, flat out. Why is he there? I had to even tell one woman to stop calling me with this. She couldn't call you no more Can't with it? Can't call me with that. You stopped accepting the calls, Don't Pete. call me with that. Go do what you got to do because everything I'm telling you, not listen. And then when people telling you stuff, folk, listen. Because half of y'all don't listen. Mm-mm. All you do is you, you say stuff and then you want to be told what you want to be told. And that's why you need to have a dude like me or Joe or Bruce in your life. Because really, Bruce being nice today. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> If he don't got it, he don't got it. I get it about the effort and the want and the need and the drive and this is his dream. But sometimes every dream don't come true. Oh, man, you just every dream don't come true. Every dream don't come true. So you saying what you saying is even if I'm fresh at singing in the shower, 
that don't, that don't mean, mean you're finna get a record deal. Or Grammy nominated. None of that. Oh, man. You might not oh, even be able to go to somebody's studio and record for $100 brother, an I'm hour. I'm turning 47 this year. You know how long I've been holding hope out? Man, you, you sound like somebody else. <laughs> man. Now, huh? So but you're saying I got to wake up to some realities? That people have to wake up to some reality. I okay. look at kids sometimes and I feel bad for them because the situation they're in. Okay. And, and they're struggling. And, and, and granted, they troopers. I hear, hey, I, I feel you. You gallon in your effort, but some, that effort falling short. So me as a parent, me as a coach, even I tell my parents call me. No, he don't need to go there. Why not? He'll never touch the floor. Mm. Go over here and holler at my boy Voss. Shout okay. out to Ray. Ray, a hell of a coach. Go holler at my boy Voss. That's a D four, D five. They play some decent competition in the off season, and he'll touch the floor. El Camino, probably not a good look. Tav, you not going to touch. They bringing in, every year, them schools bringing three, four horses. Somebody coming in there. Hey, if there's someone who doesn't know what that is, when you say horse, what you, what's that? A thoroughbred. Oh, okay, okay. A hey, hey, is somebody at home going through Google right now, like, horse, basketball, yeah, That's okay. a thoroughbred. So that's an any sport, hey, though. Baseball, hall, football, you basketball. Have to accept, hey, how, um. B, your son was at Taft. How deep did y'all go on Taft? How many players saw the floor in average? Shit, seven. Seven. And that's all go see it. And he's smart because as a coach, my bench go be tight too if I don't have the talent to put on the floor. It's dogs in the West Valley. Okay. I, I mean, every year it's dogs in the West Valley. And one of them three go load up. It's going to be El Camino, Taft, Birmingham. I hate to say it, Cleveland, y'all about six years away. Oh man, Chatsworth, y'all need to switch conferences. Come on, come come on, on. over to where I'm hey, at in the North Valley. We, we supposed to be saying that? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna oh. tell. I, you know, okay. I tell the truth, hey, and I'm not being then, personal. Granada came. Up Granada is decent. Granada, I like Granada. Granada they got a good okay. coach. I, I like Granada because Granada, okay. Granada, you don't expect them to be good, yeah. but they gonna come at you every game. Okay. They got a little okay. dude over there going through the legs though. He's like five nine. That's my point about excuses. Jesse what five nine, and I don't even know the kid personal. Trying to dunk on you. Yeah, he coming. Okay. Coach yes. get them to play hard. Okay. I, I like what Coach gotcha, doing. Over gotcha. And the coach develop. Now okay. he may not always play his best talent because I've seen, but he play the kids that buy into what he teaching. Yeah. So Bruce, I appreciate that. How deep y'all go at Elko? Six. <laughs> yeah, boss. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think honestly, we go deeper at times than we probably should sometimes. But yeah, that's also because. I feel like he knows some of these other dudes is gonna be leaving, and we gotta try some of okay, them now okay. to get them some of that. And when you say, and he, I remind, he, and and it's it's really more so me because it's remember it's you know Joe White and it's then it's me. Shout out Joe. What up Joe? So how it works is you know him he rather have just five six. Sometimes I gotta remind him that dude tired. Okay. Um. That you know we have to we it's it's gonna suck, but we have to let this dude go hey, and, and let, give let, us. Let a me ask you something. Why'd Joe be chasing them referees like that? Grabbing <laughs> <laughs> on them. When, hey, you know the little Paul. Come, he got the hands. I like Joe. He got the hands. Joe, stop. I like yelling even now, though he can't what? hear me. You know I like yelling at him. You know what's funny is that actually Joe got some flack from the parents this year for not going at the referees enough from our parents. I was like, we want you to go at the referees. Oh, no, you should. And it was funny because I felt like I thought he does sometimes, but. No, because that boy I, Birmingham. I see what they were saying at he be He like a little chihuahua. Yeah, he he, yeah, he, he a little chihuahua. chihuahua. Oh, he be what? on him like you know how chihuahuas be barking. Whoa, at what whoa, school? Whoa. What school? At yeah. Birmingham. Who's that? Nick? Nick? Nick. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, Nick be on them refs, and that's why they get a. And people be mad. 
People be mad, but that's why Nick get them calls. Because he be on them referees' ass. He always in their ear. Yeah. 100% of the time. You, them referees walk by Nick, I see him. He be leaning in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how he work them. He good at it. So, so working the refs is a skill as well. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's a real that's skill. Because they can hate you. The line I done been hated by a few. Skills, man. <laughs> you smooth. Hey, but, I got referees hey. that referee me as a kid I was yelling at that is like, ah, oh, Bruce still yelling as a coach. <laughs> hey, just so you know, though, everything ain't for everybody. What Bruce do, everybody shouldn't try that at home. This is a, a young, smooth boss nah, in the you community. Gotta, you got to you know? smile, too. With good hair. Bit, with, your, yeah, hey, with, yeah. with good hair. He got good hair like he Cubano or something. It's the Puerto Rican, man. No. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, I was close. Okay. There you go. I'm yeah, mixed no. too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mixed a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yep. Man. Mixed all the way up. My That's mix. what it is. So now now I want to go to this. So then what did you say to parents who I don't want to use the word delusional because I think all our responsibility as parents is to work hey, what's well, in the you, best interest you of can't, our children. You, you, you can use that in the instance of certain ones. We're okay, going to okay, leave it okay. alone because okay. some of y'all are delusional. Absolutely. Okay. Some of y'all are. Some of you. What, what about parents who feel that in high school sports, though? Dang, everybody should still have a chance. Like, you got my child over there and my child doesn't get to see nope. the floor. Let me ask you something. If nope. you lose, Bruce, can I ask you something? If mm-hmm. you lose. Right. Now, in my situation, is different. Team went... They probably got to combine 10 wins in 10 years. Didn't even have a team this year. So I can go in there and win four, five ball games next year. Next year, maybe seven, eight. Next year, 10, 11. And I still have a job. But if you lose, what's going to happen to you? Nine times out of 10, what Joe going to have to do? He's going to have to reevaluate. He's going to take a look at what's going on. He's going to be like, man, you, the, the records have went from here. Now you're doing this. Is it something you're doing? Are we not bringing the right talent in? Are we not? What, what's going on? So it's, it's like I said, it's just a reevaluation. Like, man, you have to take a look now, a little deeper. With El Camino being a winning program, if Joe not producing, what's going to happen to Joe? If his relationship ain't tight what with the people up be? there. Then, then, then he's gonna have to be exactly. like that and, and have to be chopped. And exactly. that's the one thing that about I know he was asking about the younger kids that want to do coaching is that's one thing you have to understand. This this coaching life expectancy ain't this ain't Not a long, long time. At all. You could you could these these coaches can be in this career for two years before uh, you've seen it. Uh, they hired a coach. What was it back? Uh, cut him, fired him after like six six games. Uh, forget who it was back uh, NBA. Uh, so, you talking about Phoenix? Yeah. They uh, fired him real quick. Yeah, hired I remember him. Fired him. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. A six coach got fired after six cut. games. Yeah, but, man. He got fired after So you don't. You don't even see him no more. And but it don't I didn't matter. even get to move my furniture into the crib. It don't even matter. You to the hotel. I just pulled my kids out of their school to move up. But guess what? They, they still got to pay him. Okay, okay. So I ain't really yeah. just feeling bad for him. Okay, Because okay. he getting that big check. Yeah, he still got to hey, pay look, me. I wouldn't mind getting let go if y'all still yeah, got to Yeah, you got to pay me once you we know? sign a contract. Yeah, that's yeah. binding. Wow, wow. Hey. But let me ask you this, though. Think about this. Remember when Tab, Tab was on top for years mm-hmm. before DT left, right? Mm-hmm. DT was going to have many years. Shout out DT, Derek uh, Taylor. D left for about... Four years? Okay. And as soon as Tab had the chance... What happened? They, they pulled him right back in. As soon as they had a oh, chance yeah. to get the, they soon as he became available, they went right back to get him, right? Which was smart because he brought a couple champions. He brought a West Valley one wait, or two. So wait, I, 
He he just left Bosco. I ain't saying he just left oh, Bosco. Oh, I said oh, as soon like, as he know. became available, okay. Tav went and got him. I don't know what that situation was personally. Right. You know, that was before I came. I just go back in the history, mm-hmm. talking to people, reading about it, right. looking it up. I did my history before I took Brandon to Tav because he came down to El Camino and Tav. But the dude, well, as soon as they were able to get him, they mm-hmm. went and got him because he developed a culture of winning there. Right, he Some, had already established. He something. established credibility right, coming right. back. Right. So, guess what? A coach not gonna do. My point is, they not gonna stake their job even at the high school level. Everybody want to be the best. That's why my man sitting over there. At, I'm gonna say the big dog out here in the valley ain't gonna call the school out because I want to give you too much props. You know, that's why he out here making these big bucks, sitting in a very nice position, winning championships because he bringing in talent. The minute that talent fall off, guess what? He probably going to be about it and they're going to bring the next hot thing that can come in there and do it. Just like it was attempted when DT went to go do it at Bosco. Even though I think he did a good job, he brought him a state title. But soon as stuff get tough, guess what? you you expendable yeah. as a coach. It's a business. So expendable is something people should be aware of so, as it relates to coaching. So, absolutely. so as a high school coach, now, I, in my situation, I can develop. But in a situation like that where it's high pressure, them coaches don't have time to develop your kids. A lot of times, they're going to get talent. Mm-hmm. How do you shape it up? And that's some parents need to know. You take them to one of these big dogs, they're going to get talent. Mm-hmm. They're not finna develop your child. Mm-hmm. They got to bring somebody already ready to go. Yeah, they're already getting JoJo from Florida, <laughs> who already got trained for He already skilled. They, they know he's going. going to take the time to develop this guy. And, that, and yeah, that's, that's, that's the why your part. kid get put on the back burner. You got to put him in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is real life. Real it life. is. Oh, it goes down. Hey, let, let me ask this one question, and then, um, and then I, I want you to begin to think as we talk about it about what feedback you would give to young people who really, in their heart, desire to compete at the high school level. But is it ever too late? Do you have kids who it's tryouts? They haven't played travel ball, never played AAU ball, and then all of a sudden they believe <laughs> they just gonna come on and play. Man, you, and it's funny because you get them dudes. You get them. You 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 get them. But uh, I do have a case where we have a kid at El Camino where he just probably wasn't as good as we wanted him to be in mm-hmm. ninth grade and ended up cutting him. And he came back to him grade. Now he's on varsity. So there are. I I don't want to. I don't want to say it happens all the time to get right, all the right. kids thinking that it's gonna happen. But if you do put in the work, I I, right. I do see it happen for some people. Hey, okay. I'm gonna give you one opposite though, and I'm for the sake of it's one of my kids. I'm scared. Friends. I'm scared. I wear everybody go know it because it's my <laughs> oldest boyfriend. Shout out to Brandon. All right, so what's up, Big Will? <laughs> Brandon has this friend that went to one of the coaches, one of the assistant coaches, the other day. Been cut from the team after his ninth grade year. I think he got put on the team because you know in the beginning it's a lot about them numbers. We trying to build up the booster club. I'm gonna tell it because I'm finna do it. Okay, okay. Huh? I'm gonna put it out there so you got it on tape. I got to build up my booster club. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how it works. So, you gotta have them fundraising. You gotta kids, have them. So this particular kid made it to ninth grade. Tenth grade they moved him to manager. Tried out eleventh grade, got cut. Tried out twelfth grade, got cut. Why he just go to one of the coaches and say, hey, I need you to help me get on. Uh, first, he hit me about helping him get on an unsigned senior team. But then he did this team he asked for, though, like the top two unsponsored teams. Uh-huh. I need you. I just say, I need you to get me with BTI. He going to know who I'm talking about now. And, and this boy ain't played nothing but 
two ball games in high school. Said, I need you to give me a BTI because he got to get a scholarship. Hey, young man, I love you. It's time for you to get focused. Be a sportscaster. Yeah, right. lawyer. Yeah, yeah. You can be an entertainment attorney. Life. Hey, there's a lot of peripheral um, activities. There's another side of this the stuff, sport. man. You can stay like around the sport. I just want them to see that. Even be a coach. But watch you come this. on back and get that coach. Okay. You come sit with me on the bench and coach the young boys, the 10, 11 years. Yeah. Can he still get on one of those teams? Because everybody not on Get those... on the team for well, what? Them kids trying to get to college. Why you going to take a space saying, up though. for him? No, no, not one of their spaces. One of the paid spaces. Oh, not yeah. They gonna, anybody going to take you for that? Yeah, yeah. I'll take you for 2800 a, a, a summer. Oh, 2800 seemed like a discount. I heard they Thirty six hundred. I'm promoting. <laughs> Bruce, gonna throw your plug about Valley Oop in there. We ain't tripping. I don't live Valley Oop. It's all the same. We try and get a check. Hey, we are. Nah, I'm just playing. Hey, Y'all don't pay enough for us to get a check off this travel. Nah, bond. not at all. Hey, it, it, is an industry, it is an industry. I hey, and wrapping up. Last question I wanted to ask you, Bruce, is is you know, and I'm not asking you to sell false hope, but. What do young people need to do to prepare? What do they need to know? If there's if there's anything you can share with them, is B, if B reach out to you and tell you in seven <laughs> words or less right now. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, hey, hey, I'm gonna plug us again. If you want to ready, you either hire Bruce or you hire my illustrious trainers at All In Training Academy. One of them go get you ready. I'm just bored. Go ahead, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, B. Though. I plug my friend. Can I um I plug my people. Is, is it okay to jump in and try to get a percentage? Yeah, no, you got no, that. No. Is it too late? You were just saying, is it too late for the question? Yeah, yeah. But so <laughs> what what tell them tell them something, my brother, because this may be the one opportunity. The truth is this, I want to have fun. Um I love being around B. I got this wonderful energy with B. And so I just enjoy doing this for the process of doing it. And at the end of the day, it really crossed my mind that whenever you have people's ears. You do have to value it greatly and use it as an opportunity to drop jewels on them because you never know what you may say that may impact someone outcomes. Them, and yeah. like, right? So I want you to take this opportunity to think like, okay, if someone is listening, if it's a young person or potentially even their parent who's listening, what would you share with them that maybe you thought in your mind when you're driving up the street one day, like people need to know this. And if you want to put something personal in there and you want to kind of put a subliminal out right now, you're welcome to do that too. <laughs> Nah, well, I mean, just now working in this in this basketball world for as long as I have, what I'm thirty five, almost so thirteen years now. Okay. I've I just learned that there's nothing, like I said, n- nothing's gonna stay the same. Uh, everything's gonna change. Everybody has an opinion. Um, I have to be comfortable with who I am, right? And understand that take judge myself to a degree. And then worry about what other people think of me. Because like I was saying earlier, like we don't have to really care what other people are thinking. But unfortunately, what that person may be thinking may be something that you showed. Right, mm-hmm. right. That now that could be some type of little perception, even though it might not all be real. So I just learned, you know, be confident in who you are in this game, especially as a coach. Because B might not like what I'm doing as a coach. Right. But you know what? It's making the team work. It's making this work. This people might not like what you do. Mm-hmm. The team might not be working, but these people like what you do. So everything can kind of be flipped. And I just learned, you know what? I, I have to be strong. I know I have a basketball background. I got I got a personality that I feel like I can talk to people, which is a big thing on coaching because you got NBA dudes that try to come and do this, and they don't do it better Fail. than me. Quick. Because right? <laughs> just because you play with everybody doesn't mean that you know how to yeah. pass the message. And then, you know, 
help your teammates when he is down. Right. Come on, right. man, get it. Right. You might be so centered into yourself. So I just learned that there's so much massaging and then so much at the same time. I'm like, get y'all. <coughs> so it's a, it's a weird game. It's a I and I I learned just being in the in the public. You gotta just massage the people that want to be you massaged gotta know how to a little move. bit, and then you go over here and you treat these people how they want to treat. So I yeah, it's a crazy game out here, but I love it. That's called moving I, right. I, I love the basketball moving world. Right. He moving right. That's what you gotta hey, do. And that you are. Hey, we appreciate you. I appreciate you making time to come and sit I appreciate and talk it. With us. I'll come and do it anytime. Be crazy. You crazy. I'll have a blast yeah. over here with y'all anytime, man. Hey, and there you have it. Thank uh, you really. for joining us today. Thank you for Thank you, tuning Bruce. in and listening in. And Thank y'all. Round of applause for Bruce. And there you have it. That's King Talk.